Hello and welcome back to the Conscious Contact Podcast. My name is Janae Peavy and today I am going to talk about something that is a sensitive subject for many people. So I am not normally a trigger warning type of person. However, with this episode, I've titled it very clearly. I am not trying to like bury the lead about what this is about. It should be no shock if you clicked on this. I'm assuming that means that you are okay to hear about the discussion of the different topics involved within it. And I'm also going to touch on uh, potentially child loss and things of that nature in this as well. So with that out of the way, welcome. And thank you for taking the time and being open to listening to my experience and to having this conversation with me while you're listening, because I know that people have very strong opinions about this. And I am one of those people and they have changed over time, which seems crazy. And I I don't hear it talked about enough that sometimes your viewpoints can change. Shocker. You as a human being can possibly change and have a different outlook on things than you did a couple of years ago. So I am going to kind of talk about my story and the reasons why I believe the way I believe now versus who I used to be. And I want everyone that's listening to this to understand that no matter what your specific choices are for your life, those are your choices. This is me talking about my own personal experience, my own opinions, my own thoughts. This is not a judgment on you if you think differently, and I don't want anyone to take it that way. This is a video about a topic that I myself have watched a ton of videos on And I have seen a lot of commentary on, obviously, on the news and on social media, but the people that I hear talk about it, I have never heard one of them share that they used to be pro-choice and are now pro-life while also having had an abortion. So I have listened to lots of people talk about changing their side of the aisle one way or the other um, on this issue and their difference in belief. But for me and my personal experience, I have not heard anyone speak about it after getting an abortion. So I'm going to flash back here. I am, I had to remember how old I am. I am 33 as I'm making this video because you could be watching this at any point in the future as well. I had an abortion when I was either right about to be 19 or when I was 19. I don't really remember what age I was, but I was young, an adult, but young. I made the choice to have sex with my then boyfriend, knowing that I was not currently on birth control and that he was not using a condom. And I was not shocked that I got pregnant. If you know anything about me or have watched maybe one of my other episodes where I talk about the fact that I am child-free by choice. I do not wish to have biological children. You will probably know that that is not the outcome that I wanted. However, looking back on it now, I obviously made those conscious decisions to have that end result be a large possibility. I was, again, an adult but very young. I immediately knew in my heart, because I was very 
of the mind of pro-choice and it's my body and I can do whatever I want. And I had been told through the ether, through the news, through the, the things that I was taking in that this was not a big deal. Abortion was not a big deal. If you don't want to have a kid and you're pregnant, you just get an abortion. That was it. There was no talk of anything other than that. And I'll, I'll get to what I mean in a second. I just immediately, the decision was I'm, I'm not going to have this child and I'm going to have an abortion. There was no thought other than that. I did not want to be pregnant. I did not want to give the child up for adoption. I was selfish and self-centered to the core. And I, I made that choice in my mind as soon as I found out. My boyfriend at the time, he did not want me to have an abortion. And at first he was on board then he was not on board. And I couldn't understand why he felt so upset about it. I could, because again, everything that I was taking in told me, this is not a big deal. This is not something that you need to worry about. It's not something that you need to really consider that much. This is an easy option uh, and you just do it. And then you're not pregnant anymore. And I was just very confused as to to why he had so many emotions about it. And I know that his family was not on board with me. And they had asked me, you know, well, we'll take care of the child if you do not want to raise the child. And again, I that was not an option in my brain. One, I didn't, again, I did not want to be pregnant. That was a selfish and self-centered thing. I'm young. My body is my body. Again, I have a very easy out. So I thought to not be pregnant. So why would I not take that? And I did not want to have a biological child, period. Again, that didn't stop me from uh, making the choices that could potentially lead to me being pregnant. But it, it, it was what it was, I guess. It's not it is what it is because that's not my current situation. But I really did not struggle with it during that period of time. I made the appointment and I believe that I found out that I was pregnant at about six six or seven weeks. And I made the appointment and I ended up being able to get in to be seen. I think I was 10 or 11 weeks pregnant. I went to the office and obviously was very uncomfortable. I don't, I don't do well with doctors in general. I do not do well with needles or shots or anything of that nature. So that in and of itself was uncomfortable for me. What I was there for did not hit me until I was getting ready to have the procedure. The doctor did an ultrasound to confirm I was pregnant and what stage of pregnancy I was at. And then they forced me to look at said ultrasound, which was very difficult. Again, I had made this such a sterile idea. I made this, I took in everything that I was told that it's not a real baby. It's not a human. It doesn't have a soul yet. Like all those little tidbits that I had ingrained in myself, that I told myself um, all the reasons why it was okay for me to get one. Um, it it all kind of got pushed aside when there's something that resembles a fetus inside of you. And I I don't disagree with them, the, the medical office, having that as part of their policy. I think that that is very hard. But I think that if I had not been so staunch in my stance, if I had had 
maybe a little bit more spirituality at that time. Maybe if I had been exposed to other people that had had an abortion before, maybe I would have changed my mind at that point. Again, I can't regret the past and because I cannot do anything to change it. There is nothing that I can do to take myself back to that point to make a different decision. That is, that is something that I can't dwell on because it does me no good. Do I realize now that there were a million choices I could have made prior to getting pregnant that would have prevented me from being pregnant? Yes. Yes, I do. And that was a personal choice that I made. Um, I had the procedure done. It was extremely painful. I will not get graphic on here. I'm sure there's there's plenty of videos, people talking about their experience on that. Um, it was extremely painful, extremely uncomfortable. And I was in a lot of pain when I left. I have an adverse reaction to laughing gas, which is the only uh, type of mitigating, like pain reducing thing that they offer you during the procedure. So I was, I was not able to have that. And it was, the nurses were holding me down. I mean, it was not obviously not a pleasant experience for me and obviously not a pleasant experience for the human being that I was basically getting rid of. Um, again, I did not see any of this stuff that way until I got much older. I didn't think about it at that point in time, really. Like I had that flicker of like, oh, this might not be a great idea when they showed me the ultrasound and that was it. And I thought, well, it's done and I can go on my life. And I didn't think about it. I, I just didn't at all. And to be honest, as an adult, I don't think about it. However, I do realize where I was wrong in that scenario. I do realize where my thought patterns could have been a little bit different. I do realize the fallacies in my logic. And I wanted to share that. I, I want to speak on this because, again, coming from someone who has had an abortion and who is now uh, pro-life, that's probably a big leap in a lot of people's minds. And I, I feel like a lot of people don't think that that's possible. Um, I was very, very pro-choice up until probably 27. Um, honestly, it was closer to 28. Um, having had that experience, I, again, thought of it as a form of birth control. I thought of it as a way for me to not have a child, period. If I find myself pregnant, so that's, wh that's where the first kind of awakening for me started is because I was told, you know, with pro-choice, I get to make the choice to be pregnant or not by having an abortion. I get to choose to have a baby or not by having an abortion, I get to choose to be pregnant or not way before that. And that is on me to make those choices. Now, I am, again, this is my, I'm talking about my own personal experience. I am not ignoring the fact that birth control fails, contraception fails, um, people get raped. I'm not ignoring those issues. However, that was not my personal experience. Um, so I cannot speak for that. But for me, I had many, many opportunities to make a different choice and have myself not become pregnant before abortion was on the table. So that is where I first started to look at. I was a, not a little misguided. I was very misguided with that. I, I did not understand personal responsibility. The fact that 
I knew that I was not on birth control currently. I knew my partner was not using a condom. And I did it anyway. I made that choice knowing full well what the repercussions of that could be and would most likely be. I still made that choice. That was a a a mental choice, whether I was conscious of it or not. I went through those actions to end up with the result that I had. And it did not have to be that way. So the personal responsibility piece, the fact that most of the time people don't just find themselves pregnant. Uh, there are a lot of, of factors that go into that. And again, excluding rape, there is a very clear way to not be pregnant. And I'm not going to argue the morality or the the plausibility and the feasibility of these particular things. I'm just talking in general. These are the awakenings that I had. If you don't have sex <laughs> as a woman, obviously men can't get pregnant. As a woman, if you don't have sex, you can't get pregnant. Uh, that is the one big choice there. And I was selfish and self-centered and I thought, well, that's really contrarian. That's, you know, not how I live my life. I'm going to have sex, ignoring the fact that that's how pregnancy happens. And me as a human being that did not want to be pregnant or have children, I should have made a different choice in that arena. If I didn't want to be pregnant, I should not do the things that get me pregnant. So, that was the 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 first little pieces that started to to come together for me. Then I started having conversations with different women in my life. Um, I had someone that was newly pregnant, and they had shared that with me. And then they lost that child very early on in the pregnancy, and they were gutted, distraught, um, the most upset that I've seen a human being. And the pain that they were in at losing that child was unfathomable to me. And it still is, obviously. I started to question, why is this a sad occasion only if someone wants the child? Why is the loss of a child, the loss of a child's life, not important and does not really matter if the person does not want to have the child? Um, I hope that I'm making that as, as clear as I can. So what is the separation point? Why am I not soothing her by telling her, oh, don't worry, it wasn't a real human yet? Why do I not feel the inclination to do that? Why am I not telling her it's only a grouping of cells? You know, why, why do I have empathy for her? Why do I understand where she's coming from? Is because that human life is special. It is sacred. And it was very real for her, even though some, some people's arguments for pro-choice would tell her that it wasn't. And again, my question to them would be, what if someone in your life lost a child at a very, very early stage in pregnancy? Would you tell them that they shouldn't be upset because it wasn't really a baby? I don't think that you would. I've not met anyone so far that would. Um, so I started to kind of realized that that logic didn't really line up for me. And I needed to, to consider relooking at what stage of life or, or what stage of pregnancy I believe life begins 
for the baby. And then there was also the language issue I was starting to notice. For the pro-choice arguments, it was always the fetus or the pregnancy. Um, And then for pro-life, it was the baby, your baby. It was very specific language um, on both ends. And I wondered, you know, why is that so? Why is this language here so distancing? And over here, it, it makes so much more sense to me. And I realized the difference, the only difference is one is unwanted. That is a, a personal choice. One is unwanted. And the other believes that this is already a, a sacred human being in need of protection. So I had to really reconcile that with myself. And again, I, I have had an abortion. This was an extremely difficult mental thought process for me to go through. This was an extremely hard thing to look at because if I change my mind now, how am I going to feel about myself? If I decide that I am no longer pro-choice and that I am pro-life and that I, I do believe all of these things about a baby versus what I had always believed as a pro-choice person, what does that make me? Um, I And that's a lot of hard shame and guilt to process. That's a lot of hard <laughs> really looking at yourself and having to say, you know, like, if I acknowledge that what I thought was true is not and that what I am I'm looking at now is the real truth of the situation for me, I have to look at myself differently. Um whether or not I need to guilt and shame myself about it is a whole nother story, but that is the road that I went down. I, I decided to kind of really look at what led me to making that choice, who I was as a human, who am I now? Um, and I had to wrestle with that a lot. I really did. I had to look at myself as a human being. And really come to terms with what I had done um, because of the the shift that I had in my brain and, and what I know now to be the truth for me would mean that I murdered my child. And I did it for selfish, self-centered, lazy reasons. Um, and that's not easy. <laughs> in case you were wondering, um, it's not easy. It's not easy to look at yourself that way, it's not easy to um, come to to terms with that. It's not easy knowing that you can't change anything. It's not easy um, to potentially look at other people around me in a different way. It's, it is difficult. Um, it's still difficult if I'm being honest because, and this is the other caveat I want to get to, um, I say that I am, am pro-life now. But I, I don't live in a black and white binary with my thinking. I think that that is very dogmatic, and I think that that gets me, in particular, in trouble. Um, I see a lot of nuance in these scenarios. Again, I mentioned rape before. Um, I see a lot of situations where I still don't have a clear view of what I believe is the truth for me. I still don't have a clear view of exactly what my opinion is on every situation that could possibly happen. And I was talking um, with someone 
about this and they said, don't for, for me again, I need to quit looking at like these minute percentage issues and what do I feel about it as a whole and let that guide me. And I can, I can learn and grow and change as I learn more from other people. So this podcast is not going to have like any raw data and facts and case studies for me to give you because that's not one, that's not the type of podcast that that this is. And two, this is literally my unique experience with this situation and growing as a human and changing my mind and having to wrestle with this difficult stuff. I'm, I'm not going to talk about laws that need to be passed or don't need to be passed because I, that is not the realm that I am in specifically with this podcast, but normally when I talk to people either, my want out of this, out of sharing this, because this is hard. Um, this is something that a lot of shame, a lot of shame and guilt is thrown at women around this issue, no matter their belief system on both sides. And I I feel like I know the type of people that watch this video, and I hope that if you are new to this podcast and you're watching this for the first time because of something that's in the title or a buzzword that you might have clicked on, I, I hope that you can hear me and the vulnerability that I am trying to convey. And this is my genuine want is for this to be educational. My genuine want is for you to hear my story and take it in just for what it is. I don't care if you change your mind. I don't care if it makes you think any differently. I hope it just makes you think in general. I, I hope that it makes you look at your belief system and go, nope, yep, I still believe what I believe, or oh, I see some nuance here. Let me look into that. I, I want you to just think about it, period. I don't care if it changes your mind. I, I want you to stand firm in your own belief system, and I want you to know why you believe what you believe, because I didn't. I, I bought into dogmatic talking points, and it didn't get me to a good place. I was also not a happy person either. Um, I did not know how to live my life. I did not care about other people and their lives, and I, I'm just going to keep using the word selfish and self-centered. Because that's what I was. That's who I was to my core. If it didn't affect me, if it wasn't happening to me, and if it wasn't what I wanted, it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter to me. And I hate to say that, but it was true. And the only reason that I think I feel comfortable saying that or even sharing this story in general is because I'm not that person anymore. Um, I have done a lot of work with the help of so many other people and with a higher power of my understanding um, to work on all of that so that I am not that same person, so that I can grow and put together the pieces of me that live in the past and, and who I am currently. And I, I really struggle with the narrative that we can't have these conversations. I a shocker to probably no one if you've watched any other episode. I like to talk about the hard stuff. I like to speak with people who I know disagree with me. I think that that's important. I think that that's probably more important than talking to people who already agree with you. And, I, and I'm saying talk, not argue. I don't want to argue with, with anybody. I want to hear you and hear your truth and tell you mine. 
And I want us to meet in the middle. I want us to make conscious contact with each other as human beings to come out of it again, maybe not with our minds changed, but to where we can understand the other person a little bit more so that we can understand the other side a little bit better and and be able to say, you know what, if I believed what they believe, I would probably feel the same way. And that doesn't mean I'm going to change my belief system. I'm probably talking in circles now, but I, I want to drive this point home because I think the larger narrative for the world and, and where we're at currently is we shy away from talking about the hard things and we're only shown like explosive arguments between people when they, t- they talk about an issue that they believe differently on. And I don't think that has to be the case. I think that you can advocate for your beliefs in a calm, understanding and compassionate way to where you're still able to hear the other person. And I think it makes a better argument for your viewpoint. I think that it makes a better a better rock on for you to stand on, um, which means educating yourself. I mean, that's a big part of it too. And I'm not an educational podcast. I I really have looked into a lot of different research and studies. I've spoken with people who have lived experience because at the end of the day, data is awesome and it's necessary. But talking to people that have had a different lived experience than you, uh, for me, is always going to be the biggest teacher. Um, I, I really appreciate the fact that I have been able to have so many in-person conversations with people. Um, not on the podcast yet, but I am. That's that door is always open. If you are pro-choice and you really do not like something that I said, or you feel like you could explain it to me in a way that I could understand better, I would love to have you on. I I really want to have like genuine, compassionate conversations with people that might not agree with me because that is real growth in my head. That is real spiritual, mental, emotional growth. And coming from someone who didn't really get to talk to a lot of people about this, again, like this was quite a few years ago at this point, and it was not talked about like it is now. I I did not have a lot of people to bounce this idea off of. Um, pro- I wouldn't have listened, honestly, um, if I had, because I didn't care about anyone but me. But I I would would love to continue to create the community that we have here. I have seen so many cool conversations happen in the comments. I've seen so many people interact with each other. I've had lots of lovely people reach out to me and I've been able to interact with you as well to keep this conversation going because that's that's what it always is for me. When I sit down here, I am by myself, well, unless I have a guest on. Um, When it's just me on these solo episodes, I'm sitting by myself just talking to a camera, uh, recording some things. And I'm, I'm an introvert. It's not always very comfortable for me. But I started this podcast because I knew it was necessary. Um, I felt like I had something to add to the conversation. I felt like the people that I could have on would have something to add to the conversation. And I, I feel like you all add to the conversation. I, I think that that's a huge part of it. Um, I hope that you will be gentle with me (laughs) in the comments here. Completely understandable if you're not. 
Um, you do you, and I am here to, you know, be a witness to whatever emotions you've got around this topic. Be gentle to others in the comments, though. I will make that request. Um, I don't care what you say about me or to me, because uh, I'm the one here putting this on the internet, so <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but to other people that you do not know um, and are just usernames on a screen, please be gentle with them. And if you're not, then I will probably have something to say about that just in general. But uh, yeah, I, I hope that that was not too rambly. I, I hope that I could have you understand where I'm coming from. I hope that you learned a little bit more about me. It's probably more than you wanted to know. Um, but I I really am in a place where I am thinking more and more about this topic and it is very, so I'm overusing lots of words in this, but it is really nuanced. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Not everyone is entitled to their own reality. Um, that is a saying that I love um, and you take it however you want to take it. But I will always hold a space um, for people's opinions and uh, feelings. Um, and they are all valid, but they might not all be based in reality. And that's the kind of conversations I want to have because that is what I needed in my life. That is what I was searching for. That's what I continue to search for. And I'm just out here, you know, another human having a human experience. And um, I, I really appreciate the fact that I have a place to be able to share this. And I kind of went back and forth on whether I was going to do this video. I had talked to um, a couple of people in my life to get <laughs> kind of get their opinion. They know I have a decently thick thick skin. Um, so I don't think they were, they were too worried about that part. Um, I just want to make sure that I am presenting this I'm, I'm uh, the millionth disclaimer like this. I'm presenting this as my own personal experience and my own personal opinion. And that's as far as that goes. So thank you so much for being a witness to that. And um, I look forward to continuing to have these hard but necessary conversations in the future. So I'll see you next time. Bye.